All right, welcome to another episode of Truth Stories Based on Fiction, only from the Truth Stories Based on Fiction Network. Uh, the following episode can and will contain explicit language and adult content. Listener discretion is highly advised. So, welcome to the month of October. Halloween, awful business, bitch. Fall off of awful business, bitch, and all that shit. Uh, we got some more episodes coming for you this uh, October in the network. Of course, we've got. Uh, the main show, True Stories Based on Fiction, which you listen to right now when me and Eric may be the new host. Uh, Wax Poetic about our second entry of our, of our book club series, and we pick third. Then we have either, this is preliminary, um, episode of uh, PICs on LSD, depending on if we can record on time. Uh, Austin Sauce has been a little busy with school lately, so we've been trying to do every other month, but we might have to skip two this time, but we'll see. But if not for that, then we will have another special inventory episode that I'm sure you will love, and it may feature one of our uh, previous hosts coming back with some more heat for you. And then in the last week of the month, we have another episode, as always, of um, In No Particular Order, where D-Mac and myself wax poetic about either um, a list of our favorite things in hip-hop culture, or we break down a, a, one topic um, during the show on also based in, in the hip-hop community. Um, be sure you like us, rate us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all that shit. Well, no, I'm sorry. We're working on Spotify, and when this comes out, maybe we'll be on there, but it's forthcoming. We'd like to show, also tell all your friends about us, like, Jack Napier, the Joker told everybody, no, like Batman did in um, the first Batman, so Batman 89. Speaking of which, uh, the new Joker film by the time this comes out should be out. And hopefully uh, Brian and I can sit down or any of the other hosts of the podcast network and wax poetic about that shit as well. But, so that's what you have to look forward to. Uh, right, it's uh, Twitter at TSVO. At t- Twitter at TSBF Podcast. Um, but until then, we are about night entertainment. You've got exactly 10 minutes to decide if you really want to know. You have built this city. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've done today. based on fiction.
episode of Truth Taking Picture. This is Evan Third Host. And I am joined yet again in the month of October by Garrett, who's pretty much the new host now. Yep. Sorry, Our Brian. Special guest. Took off the special guest tag. <laughs> he fired Brian. <laughs> yeah, because Brian has been on episode now that this is October 2019. Uh, Brian has been on episode since like Endgame, I think. So that was probably in May. You guys did an Endgame episode? Mm-hmm. I would have tore that to pieces. <laughs> that episode was actually pretty long. It was like three hours long because we, because uh, me and um, there's probably eighty minutes of it that didn't mean <laughs> shit. Just like the movie. <laughs> because uh, when when I was recording, um, and in no particular order with D Mac, which is like the the hip hop list show. Yeah. We had a whole tangent about that for probably forty minutes. So I put that you really. Yeah. So I put that at the end of that episode with Brian. I also spoke about it. Was Chad on that one too? I'm not sure, but anyway. So, uh, so this is the second edition of our book club that uh, that we started a few months ago. The uh, first time we did Teen Titans Earth One, and this time we're gonna do uh, Identity Crisis from DC Comics. So, so for those who don't know, uh, so basically Garrett and I do a a, a show where. Because you're like a comics culture fan, but you haven't really read a lot of actual yeah. comic books. So we pick an actual book that I've read in the past that he reads for the first time. And then we get the opinions on someone who's a who's a, a 15 casual. comic book box owner to someone who's more of a, of a casual fan. I'd be, the, I'd be the typical person who's seen the movies. Right. Probably knows a little bit more exactly. than most people. But mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, I have not mm-hmm. read a lot of comics at all. So, um... And Identity Crisis was quite the uh, pick for you to do because it's definitely entrenched deeply in the Marvel uh, in DC Universe pre New Fifty Two. Yeah, because that the, the thing that stood out most to me is when you, you when you talk about comics. I think for most people, you you, you think like a like a childish thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like comics is uh, like watching cartoons or some shit like that, right? Right. Identity Crisis is fucking dark. dark it is so dark. Dark, dark, dark. Like there's some weird shit that happens in there. It deals with issues uh, that are not PG, th- are not PG thirteen even. No, no, not at all. Rape, lobotomies. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty wild ride. Yeah, for sure. And people um now have turned on it because back when it first came out, it was like the best thing people ever read. Now people um, all I kind of blame the whole fucking Disney shit with comics culture and now people say it's so dark I want my comic books to be escapist entertainment I don't want to hear about lobotomies and people getting raped but which is fine read a different comic exactly like you know what I mean like mm-hmm. that that story I thought the story was terrific yes. I thought it was a great read like I flew through it yeah it was was it dark yeah did it have some pretty terrible shit in it yeah yes. of course but the story itself and the way it, read, it was great yeah Written by a Michigan's own Brad, Brad. Uh, I can I can never say his last name. Meltzler. Meltzler. Yeah, who was a pretty popular writer. He also had a show on History Channel, uh, America's Secrets, some shit. He's really big on like the, amazing uh, shit and how the the real story about how. About how how our country was founded. Oh okay. He's a pretty popular writer, but yeah, um, cause I like seeing, uh. The super the superhero characters that, that I like when I was a kid in a in a more adult realm anyway because yeah. I'm not a kid anymore. I, I don't read comic books as as a as a as a gateway back to my childhood. Right, and that's and that's 
that's not the audience anymore either. Exactly. Comic books aren't big with kids. No. They're going to be big, big with people who've grown up reading them, and so yes. turning into an adult thing, I, I don't see that as an issue at all. Yeah. And uh, this is probably still one of my favorite comic books because it was so serious, and then um, it also showed what I've always liked about DC until they changed it to New 52 was the fucking history there. And even if I don't know about every fucking character, it's cool when the writers and the editors and pe people who put the books together do. Because, like, um, there was an issue that was pretty much all flashback about the fucking Hawkman didn't like this person. Yeah. And then he had fucking the Adam Lobster on his shoulder talking to him and shit. And then I saw some old issues of, like, fucking Justice League. And and, and Adam was always on the fucking Hawkman's shoulder for yeah. real. Yeah. The one of the best things about that book was all the different. I I, t I texted you about this. All the different characters that were in it. Mm -hmm. All the different superhero teams that I had yeah. no fucking clue even existed. Mm -hmm. um, there was a lot of cool shit like that in there. Mm -hmm. So I think, you you know that was, an, without getting lost because I didn't. I never felt like I was lost, mm -hmm. even though it was all new to me. I never felt like I was lost. So it, they did, I think they did a great job on that. Like all these different characters, but still. Keeping it so I could read it. And yeah. I feel like I was completely gone in that. Because that's the thing that I think a lot of, and maybe most people do, which is why they have to fucking do like a reset every five years or shit. Because um, the average consumer will get confused. Oh my god, I don't know every character and everything that happened right. in the past. I can't read this anymore. I gotta go back and read 50 years of DC Comics. Yeah, that's, is, but that's the way I feel too. That's, that's the casual person's... Mm -hmm. Feelings like we talked about before we went on there, the going to a comic book shop. Yep. And it's like, I, it, it's hard because I go in there and I'm like, okay, so I like, I don't know, I'll, I'll just say Batman because yep. it's the easiest one to say. Batman. Do I really need to read all 100 million different volumes of this or can mm -hmm. I just jump in somewhere and you, you got to point me in the right direction? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because it's, it's, it can be jarring going in there and looking around and you're like, what is happening here? Yeah. You got, Every different, you know, boxes. There's so many Batmans. You can't figure that out. It's hard. But Ed, but Edgy, so with this book though, if a writer does his job correctly, it won't really matter. No. You're no. able to jump to the storyline because honestly speaking, there's people in this book who I've never seen. Like, um, this isn't loading correctly now, but in the first issue, uh, what's his name? The elongated man, which yep. is a character who I knew, I knew little about at that time too. He. He's on the rooftop talking to that chick with, like, the fire hair. Yeah. I had never seen her before in my entire fucking I know. life. I know. A lot of those characters, I'm like, man, I don't know who these guys are. But a lot of them were pretty... Even if there was just snippets of them, you're like, oh, that, they look pretty fucking sweet. They're probably pretty yeah. interesting. And that's what I feel like that should do. When these characters pop out who you don't know, if you're treating that character, it should make you want to go back and find some more of their adventures. But yeah. it shouldn't really take away from the show. But... You make a good point, though. If you are on the outside of it, it does make it a little intimidating seeing all these fucking people oh, yeah. you don't know and shit. But a good writer, his job, his or her job, or their job, is to make sure that you attach it to that history and that long lineage, but also make it accessible for, like, a newer reader. Yeah, yeah. And then that's, that's exactly what they did in that one. So that one was much better than the Teen Titans that I read. Yeah. Our first episode. Which I thought was good, yeah. but it was just... This was an easy read. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but and it's it crazy. Like it was. It's crazy that this was an easier read than that Teen Titan because like this was kind of dense to me, like not in a bad way, but it was dense. I, I but the story in that mm -hmm. got me. So yeah. like it caught me right away, and I was like, okay, let's. And then I just kind of flew through it. So yeah, I, I think the story was much 
Well, obviously, kind of hard to compare it to that Teen Titans because it was so completely different. drastically different. Mm -hmm. But still, as far as you might experience with comics that was an easy one to get into mm -hmm. um also something that you may not have noticed or something that someone who's more of a casual fan may not see but it's very important to pick the right artist depending on the type of story because say if the guy who drew the teen titans drew this book the whole feeling oh yeah would have been completely different yeah for sure yeah because the art in this um is actually pretty pretty phenomenal yeah in Identity Crisis. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, everything. I, I think everything about that, but that was one of the best... One of the best storylines that I think I've ever read mm -hmm. in a comic. Now, uh, like, the guy who who, who who drew this name is Rax Amorales. He's one of the most popular Native American, probably the only Native American comic artist that I've ever heard of. But, on most, besides this book, to me, Rax Morales is trash. That's the artist? Mm hmm Oh, really? Yeah. But it worked for this book. It worked for that book. But to me, his art in most books that aren't, that don't have like the real life uh, tint to it. Yeah, it's, it's fucking up. Um, his art seems to be a little stale to me, a little plain. It's not very stylized. It's very cookie cutter. Like I mean, I guess I could see that. It's like he could just like he took pictures of people and then drew it. Yeah, I gotcha. But, I, can, I can see that. But in this story, it works tremendously. Uh, I'm gonna try to grab this Hawkman omnibus for you if my shelf doesn't collapse. He drew the bulk of this. And I see what you're saying. The art's terrible. Now that painting is different though. But like, see how old is this art? That's from like 2001, probably. Yeah, it it looks dated. Yeah, he. But I guess two thousand one is was it eighteen years ago? So I yeah. guess it is. And Crisis is from like two thousand five or six, because that's back when I first met co-host Brian Douglas, and that was in two thousand five. Yes, Crisis is from two thousand. He drew this right before he drew that. So for those mm -hmm. in the audience against, see, he drew Hawkman right before he drew. Identity Crisis. I think he got taken off of Hawkman to draw that. You got taken off of Hawkman too. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it does. It does. It's not as I don't know what I'm looking for. Maybe it's not pretty. I mean, it is really good drawing still, mm -hmm. but it's it's not as, as stylized. Like you said, stylized is probably the word for yeah. it. Where it's just not as you know aesthetically pleasing as mm -hmm. as some of the other art that you see nowadays, at least. But the, again, that was would you say 2006? Yep. Yeah. Um. And uh, the other thing that I liked about that book, and I think you said that you thought it, that like you thought it was kind of outlandish, was the fact that Deathstroke, who, who's one of my favorite characters, it showed how because up until that point, between the '80s when he was big in Teen Titans back when he first was um, first created, after that he he became a joke until this book. Oh really? Mm -hmm. he, he 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 was a joke. He was an afterthought. But in this book, it brought him back to the forefront. Made it and show why he was a badass because uh, Brad Mosler, who wrote this book, was a big fan of Teen Titans back in the day. Okay. He all thought that Deathstroke was the best, most underutilized villains of all time. And now he's probably one of the most popular. Because mm -hmm. he's in everything now. He's, yeah. he was an arrow, he was in like the Teen Titans cartoon back in the early yep. 2000s. He'll be in the, the same Titans. Time. He He'll be in the new, new Titans. Titans. He was Season. in Justice League on that post credit scene. Arrow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Manginelli. 
That yes. guy, whatever mm-hmm. that guy's mm-hmm. name is. Yep, yep, yep. They never did anything with that. Yep, and they probably aren't gonna. Yeah, they probably won't. All right, fair enough. <laughs> but um, I love the fact they show that a mere mortal, like say Batman, could take out the whole fucking league. Yeah. And pretty handily too, like he, he, he fucking people up. <laughs> it's, yeah. And, and I feel like maybe you saw this in the book, but I felt like okay, because he has an eye patch. I felt like in his costume, the eye, I mean, this, and then his costume also has like a, a little line on the face, as you guys might know in, in the audience, that covers up typically his bad eye, but I feel like in this book, it covered up his good eye. <laughs> and then he was fucking blind. Fighting blindness. <laughs> Matter of fact, let's see, let's see if I get that one low. Was that like, that was like, that was in the first half of the book for sure, right? I get it. Um, that's probably that's issue so? two or three. Yeah, when he Oh, fought. you got the actual issues? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was issue three, you can tell. Oh, now, yeah, right. the cover artist on on his book was Michael Turner, the late Michael Turner. His art is kind of realistic, but it's also more stylized. So if the guy who drew these covers drew the inside of the book, it probably went even a little bit better to me. Let's see if this one loads. Okay. I think I, I got too many things. Oh, no, I'm wrong, because that's clearly his good eye. Wait, wait, wait. wait. But I feel like, because Green Arrow pokes his eye out, right? I think Green Arrow pokes yeah, out his good eye. Yeah, Green Arrow does something to him. Yeah, that fight scene was actually really sweet. It was damn good, because he, he fucking stabs and Flash, who's Wally West, who was a Flash that he fought against in the Teen Titans back in the day, too. Okay, yeah. Because that's before DC said, uh, let's go back to the old days and put Barry Allen to Flash again. Because he's the people like the 1950s. Did so Deathstroke does he have superpowers? It all depends on the iteration of him, but okay. uh, the most that he ever had was um enhanced senses like Captain America, like but, Captain America. but low grade Captain low grade, America. Because yeah. I mean he stabs the flash. Yep. So I'm Which like, okay. Sh- should be pretty hard. Yeah. Cause he's so fucking fast. But Batman, okay, uh maybe maybe one of these days I'll have you read this book too. I think they did in the cartoon. Yeah, in Justice League Doom, it happened, which is on the app. But in the Tower of Babel, back in the JLA book in the 90s, uh, Ra's al Ghul, not Rise, but Ra's al Ghul, finds a way, he finds Batman's plans for taking down every member of the League. And then he uses those plans to take down every member of the League. And the League finds out about it and kicks Batman off the team. No shit. Mm-hmm. So That's an interesting story. Yeah. Like. So Batman is kind of like Deathstroke to where like they're very smart and, and, and like they're tacticians. Yeah, so that because we're doing Marvel then DC, so I actually did two DC in a row, so maybe so this time we're gonna do Marvel um for like next book, but then we can probably go back to that book like that is a, a damn good book. Okay, but let's uh see who how he poked his eye out. Um, while I'm looking at this, how did you feel about? the reveal that the Justice League was supposed to be these altruistic heroes wipes somebody's mind clean. Honestly, I I can see how people would freak out about that. Mm-hmm. But in my head, I was like, okay, this shows that they, they're superheroes, right? Mm-hmm. But they have like these moral, like they get in these situations where they have to make a decision even though it could be, there's like gray areas, I mm-hmm. guess is what I'm saying. There, there's a gray area for that. I mean, should they have ever wiped somebody's mind? Probably not, but um, you can see how there's a there's a human aspect to that instead of just always being superheroes and like there's there's one way to go and it's the yeah. right way only and there's an actual 
thought process behind that, and they have, you know, like a human yeah. type decision to make. Because that was strictly based on emotion, not off logic. Yeah. Because they're mad because like they raped their yep. their um uh, their friends' own wife. Mm-hmm. Why not? Because oh, he's so evil. We have to stop him. Like no, fuck that. You went too far. You fucking yeah. the inner circle. You can rape. Yeah. Me, you can rape anybody on the outside. Just beat you up. See, in that's why it's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Which is which makes it a better story to me though. Yeah. That they're being so human about it. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. you always see the superheroes and they're always like, okay, here's the right thing we need to do. And mm-hmm. like, shit, man, you actually fucked with one of their wives. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like their human life. Maybe that's you know, maybe that's why it's so good. They have that human life, and that's what they're. Besides their superhero life, they have that human life, and they have to make that decision based yeah. on that. Which makes the storyline so cool because essentially, for those who don't know, this is a is a superhero murder mystery. Yep. So someone's taking out all of the superheroes in their civilian guises, taking out their um, loved ones. So then the superheroes trying to figure out who, and, 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 and in the course of trying to find out who's doing these things, they it ties back to honestly, it, it's been years since since I've read it. So how does it tie into like finding out that Doctor Light? I can't. I'm trying to remember now, but it's, it's I wish intricate. I could get that to load so I could see what it I was. I got issue um, four to load. It, there is because there's a lot of different it has layers steps to it. to it. Yeah. Because there's like there's this Deathstroke portion of it, and then there's a part with the Adam, like running through a telephone. Yeah. Because. Because somebody snuck into her. Yeah. Like he. Had, he was like, trying to stop somebody from killing. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 that's what happened there because essentially the elongated man's wife gets murdered and they and then the killer reveals that I didn't kill the elongated man's wife I killed Ralph Ralph Dipney's wife so saying that I know who you are although I think that I think he was a public hero anyway isn't he? Who? The the elongated man like he he doesn't have a secret identity does he? No I don't think so how they tie into because they had they had that um they had that funeral in the beginning with all the mm-hmm. so I apologize for not being a depth on story in current time but in in any in any event someone else can murder next and that's how they figure out that the killer knows who all the superheroes are so the um they had like this magazine person's magazine with Mrs Adam going public on her divorce with, okay with Adam and I think that's how they found out about her who was Jean Loring right yes which is going to be a plot twist in the end of the book yes so so this killer because there's a ton of different stories because you have Robin's storyline yep. too where he him and his dad um which is actually kind of that wasn't his dad was it yeah it's I think dad. it was his dad yeah, in it this was. one yeah yep. this, this yep. is a different take on Robin yeah because so. he's the third Robin Tim Drake who's my favorite yeah, yeah, Robin yeah, yeah, in, my, right. yeah, yeah, in yeah. my top three probably favorite superheroes and his dad basically, you know, people are getting killed, and yep. he's worried about his son going because, out yeah, with that because he knows about it. In but. the background of that story, uh, Tim's dad just found out that, that he was robbing, like probably four months. Yep. Before that story because he knows mm-hmm. now, but. and like the story's trying to cope with knowing. Yep. And then, so essentially, uh, who, who, and this regular person, I mean, this person is killing all, and I think they think that that. Is Doctor Light because he he was the original person who went to the yeah. Watchtower and did it. Yeah, so Doctor Light hires Deathstroke to um to 
to uh, protect them from the league because league is trying to, it, 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 it's trying to kill them again. So I, I won't go into the whole storyline again because I don't remember it. But the two key points that kind of outshine the actual plot of the book were the fact that one, the league got together and voted to wipe Doctor Light's mind. Yes. And before, not with Batman. Yep. And before that. He was always a threat, but after they fucked with his mind, he became just like a fucking idiot. Because they wiped his mind so much, he became a fucking bumbling idiot mm-hmm. fighting the Teen Titans back yep. when they were kids. Yep. So then, the part that was interesting was the fact that Superman was all for it, and Batman wasn't. And this was one of the first comic books ever that actually had a storyline that painted Superman not being like the, like the guy was always right. But you've played the... The Injustice video game before you yep. read this book, obviously. Yeah. That 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 take on Superman is kind of informed by this because yep. it's like the first time that Superman ever disappeared like this. Yeah. Where he was like, "Fuck it." Where he's like, "Yeah," where he's like almost above everybody else and mm-hmm. fuck it if you're against him. And he thought about his wife and what if fucking Doctor Light, Doctor Light, like fucking raped his wife. He was like, "Fuck it, let's wipe his mind." Yeah. And what isn't in this book? It might be. Do we find out that the League also wiped Batman minds in this? You said something about it, but I don't think I ever read that. Because okay. you said that before I read that, mm-hmm. that there was something like Batman. But I don't think they ever did it to Batman. They did it to Dr. Light, and then Batman finds out about this. So but I don't think they ever wiped his mind. Or maybe they hinted at it? So there, there is a companion book to this, which has, which has much better art. In the Flash's book, you find out that... Because... Um, Doctor Light was also a Flash villain, but mm-hmm. I think in that book, or in Wonder Woman, or in some other book that was a companion book to this, you find out that the League also wiped Batman's mind about this whole thing. About no, this whole thing, it, it happens in here because Batman he finds out about it like, why don't I remember? Yeah, in, in this book, I feel like it? it had happened in here. I'm at, I'm in the last issue right now, and this is Are where um, Adam finds out about his wife. Or or his ex wife and she's the ex-wife. actual she's the actual one that yep. did everything. So the plot twist is this in the book for those who who haven't read this book from twelve years ago. So Jean Laurie, who was uh, Adam's ex wife, who apparently back in the day he read the old books, she was a cunt back then too. But well, she is actually the person who's going out and killing all of these people's loved ones, which mm-hmm. was, was a pretty good flip that nobody saw at the time. And um and I think in the, in the course of this book, the Adam is so in his feelings about everything that's going on, he 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 almost gets back with Jean Lauren, doesn't he? He does for a second, and then she says she says something, and he's like, "How did you know that?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like like in every book. Wait a minute. Yeah. Then like he has like the whole fuck replay in his mind. It's it's you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. See, I don't think they ever hint. They they might have hinted at it with Batman. Does Batman find out that 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 Doctor Light's mind gets wiped in this book then? Because the only way that, that works is if he doesn't find out. Because um, all right, let me do this. People are on. Oh, luckily the book I'm thinking of is right here. It might have been in this one. See, I feel like they hint at it. Like they 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 there was like pieces of this where they hinted at it. Yeah, but it's blatant somewhere. So the other book that I'm going to look at right here in front of you in the audience, are we doing good on time? Yeah, we're all right. Okay. is a book called Batman Sacrifice. I mean, sorry, Superman Sacrifice. Because um, it could be in here or it could be in a flash book that I don't have in trade. But in this book, you find out that 
something else happened. Because isn't Maxwell Lord in this book? No, I don't know who that is. Okay, so probably not. Yeah, so this book works on its own, but this is one of DC's best times that actually had other books that were companions that you don't have to read, but they add a lot more depth to it. more to it, okay. Because Maxwell Lord does something. Maxwell Lord was also like a jokey villain, I mean character, who ran the Justice League back in the 80s. And then you find out that he does something that affects this book. And on this one, what happened is Ed Ben's art is actually damn good, too. Yeah. Um, that's, see, but that's like a more, that seems like a way more modern Yeah. Art. Uh, so I think, and this is John Byrne, uh, what happens is Wonder Woman also t goes a little crazy when she finds out what what a Maxwell Lord did. And she snaps his neck in this book. So this isn't okay. the one that we find out. Yeah, so this is explaining all of the things that he did and how it affects. Oh, this might be the one. No, it's not. But Wonder Woman finds out that Maxwell Lord also, in the same time frame back in the day, did some fuck shit. And she snaps his neck. And so this is her turning kind of edgy as well. And I think she had to do it because he was going to... Yeah, he took over Superman's mind and made him try to kill Wonder Woman. And maybe it's... And this ties into... Maybe it doesn't tie into Crisis. This is 12 years ago, so, so I forget. And this is also... This just was drawn by Rax, by Rax and Rattles, I think. So she snaps his neck... Right here. Oh, damn. Then, Is Superman holding his neck? <laughs> yep, his own neck. Because I think that his neck might have got cut somehow. Yeah, she uses her... Oh, yep. Uh, lasso to, to cut his neck. So this might be uh, like in a list pretty soon, too. But I think it ties it somehow. So if, if not in this book, and it's not in Identity Crisis itself... It could have been in Batman's own book or in the Flash, because the Flash is tied into it somehow too. Um, but yeah, so the League after they find out, you know, after Batman says no, he he, he tries to stop them from doing what they're doing. They wipe his mind too of them doing that. Of them doing that, mm -hmm. yeah. So isn't that why he has like basically fallouts? Oh no. Nah. Like, he has those plans that can take down every single yes. superhero is because of that? Which is tied to this, too, yeah, because this has to do with the OMAC project. Okay. Yes, because um, this is actually the second time that he had those um, plans. Like, the first time was the book I told you about yep. before. Yeah, so it ties in. So I think after this happens, and he, he leaves the League, and then he does an OMAC program trying to uh, protect Earth because he feels the League can't do it anymore. Yeah. Because it can't be trusted. So I wonder if you did read that book then, like you knew about the OMAC project. I don't, I don't remember reading anything about that. I remember you telling me about it, but I don't remember reading about it. Yeah, uh, when you go home tonight, go through the book again, because I feel like it did happen in here. I really do. But I feel like I kept looking for that, because I remember mm -hmm. you saying that, and then I don't remember ever reading about that. Mm. Um, and also in here is the first time they had, I think it was King Clock or some shit, who was like opposite of Barbara Gordon's Oracle, who was the person that all the villains go to. There's so many layers in this fucking yeah, book. Yeah, there's, there's, there is a sh So I could not remember it, too, because there is a ton in that book. Yeah. It's one of the longer ones. Mm-hmm. See, that, that right there is what he found out about. Because um, the Adam and, and, and Batman find out at the same time, don't they, kind of? Yeah. Like, it's Gene Loring. Yeah. <laughs> which is which is 
it's a it's a corny thing that that, that happens in, in writing, but if it's not effective like it yeah. is here, it's really good. Because I think that when I read this book, I didn't know like who the villain was either. I knew that um, Robin's dad died, which made me upset because I like that Tim Drake was the first Robin who wasn't an orphan, which so made him yeah. different. And um, there's something else, else I liked about it too. But yeah, but overall, this was a really good book. Probably one of the best comic storylines I've ever read in my life. Um, I would think as an as an adult, if you, if somebody's like on the fence of getting into comics, if you show because they're thinking it's like Kitty or something, like you show them yes. that that will draw them into comics yep. for sure. And if they're a person who likes the Marvel movies. And like comic books, superheroes because of that they probably don't want to want them to read this book. No, no, because it is. There's a lot of adult themes to it. That's yeah, for sure. It definitely isn't an, an adult book without being too graphic. Some people say like no, it's not like they, it's graphic. not like they, sh- but they didn't. They had one panel they, where I think she was passed out and like there was blood somewhere or some yeah, shit like that. Yeah, but like, I mean, yeah, she got shot. Yes. I think he shot her, and, and, and let's not act like the Joker didn't basically rape Barbara Gordon in, in, in the 80s. That was and in a movie. Yeah. And like, I mean, so, I mean, I don't know. The DC does that kind of stuff, though. Yeah, true. But if you are an escapist fan of comic books, I would comic so I can escape my rough everyday life. <laughs> this is not going to be the book for you. Um, read... X-Men Adventures or some shit. So, but, <laughs> but as you said, if you're an adult fan, if you like mystery novels or, or, or a, a whodunit, or you watch like the uh, the ID channel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the ID channel. Forensic show. Files. Yes. This is one of those type of stories in comic books, superheroes, and which is a perfect thing for me, especially that time when I was out of comics for a while. Now as yeah. an adult, I was getting back in. This is the kind of stories that I love in comic books. Yeah. Which, which now... You don't hardly see anymore because now, because of the Disney shit, the whole the whole mainstream comic industry is kind of going back more geared toward strictly escapist entertainment, to where you just sit back and relax, you don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, something. but that's probably why we've done two DC books already because I think I gravitate more towards that mm-hmm. DC universe than I do uh, Marvel side mm-hmm. of things. Which we're gonna try to change right now because um, while I'm grabbing this one. Um, how many drunk? Well, first, so you said that you would say that this book is better than Teen Titans, so far, yeah. right? Yeah, but it, that's a hard comparison too, right. though. Yeah, like this is a complete out. story too, yeah. where I just read a little bit of the uh, Earth One. Um, if you had to give this one a drunk Iron Man rating, what do you think you would? Oh, think? this would be high. This would probably be like a nine. Yeah, I, I'll say the same thing. Um, now I'm trying to find here it is. So this is the next book that I want you to read. Last time I gave you like a couple of options, but this time I think this is going to be a good represent, a good representation of a Marvel kind of blockbuster summer movie book. But it also has has some depth to it. It has a lot of the Marvel continuity in it as well. But it's, it also isn't as it's not unaccessible. Okay, I got you. This is called Wolverine: Enemy of the State. And there's a second part to that too, if you like this one. The second part is uh, Wolverine: Agent of Shield, which is a which is a direct sequel. This is written by Mark Miller, drawn by John Romita Jr. Mark Miller is a person who's known for writing the blockbuster superhero comics. So kind of kind of awesome Michael Bay shit, but better Michael Bay, more depth <laughs> to it. There's explosions everywhere. <laughs> but he's the guy who wrote the book, the comic book uh, that became the, the Kick-Ass movie. 
Okay. And he also uh, did a comic book that was the basis of um, Wanted. Okay. Yep. Uh, also wrote the Ultimates, which essentially is what the Avengers movie became, but less edgy. And he also wrote Kingsman, the comic book the Kingsman movie. Oh, which is doing so. well too. Mm -hmm. Although the Kingsman movie is way better than the book. The Kingsman book is kind of trash. Kingsman movie was pretty good, actually. It was damn good. I haven't seen the second one yet. I but. haven't either. So that's a book I think you'll like. It's, it's kind of meaty. Cause I think that's. That's pretty. It yeah. might be six it's issues. It's a longer one. But I think the back is like a lot of filler. Okay. Or maybe not. Yeah, but that's something that involves the entire Marvel universe, and it's like a like I said, a summer blockbuster. Um, for comic books. And it sees uh, fucking Logan change costumes because on the back there, like that's his. That's his old X Men well, yellow and blue. At the time, that at the time that was a modern costume. On the front, he went oh, back oh. to he went back to the old one. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And no. essentially, essentially, uh, like the premise of the book is, the hand somehow kills Wolverine, and brings him back as a hand assassin, like a la Electra from Electra. Like, the, yeah. So the same thing happens to him. Electric nachos. <laughs> nachos. <laughs> So what if so that that's the premise. What if the hand killed and resurrected Wolverine, one of the most powerful assassins and killer in the whole Marvel universe, and he became like their assassin, making him him an enemy of the state. I gotcha. So that so that's gonna be whenever we get the time for you to read the book and begin around to, to recording it. So this is I think one of the best examples of a good Marvel story. It's not as adult as Identity Crisis. It's more of a Popcorn book, but sure. in the best possible way. Yeah, that's probably the best thing for me to read this time. And yeah, there are some good. We'll probably do two Marvel back to back, honestly. To keep it that way. Mm -hmm. And then maybe uh, two DC, two Marvel, and then maybe maybe an indie book. Because I've got some pretty good indie shit too. For example, we won't do this one right now, but I saw it when I was looking. It might probably just catch anything I'm saying, but I saw it when I looked through the books. Where the fuck did it go? It was up. Oh, yep. So this book. And you Dragon Balls! This book is pretty good too, because uh, in the early, it's called After the Cape. There's two volumes, volumes which is kind of trash, so. So this book was about taking a, a, a superhero, if, if it happened in our world. It's black and white, which you may not like. But essentially, if I remember correctly, he stopped being a superhero, but then, like, real-life consequences bring him back into the game. I think they he gets blackmailed into robbing banks or, or some shit like that. And then you see how that affects his whole family. Okay. And the art isn't too great in this. No, it doesn't look, doesn't look terrific. Yeah. Not really on a, a professional level. Oh, both black and white? Yep. Saving some saving money on color. <laughs> I can't I can't hire no colorist. <laughs> but the title is um like the Action Comics font. Yep. So like that's what they were going for there. So that might after you read two Marvels, we might do that. I think we will do like yeah, two DC, two Marvel, one one independent. Because there's also the Dynamo Five. Good lord. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> So this book, it's it, it actually a damn book that I should have kept up on, but I, I only have this first volume. But this book is essentially about, I don't know what the fuck Firebirds were, but essentially, what if Superman was a philanderer? 
had kids all over town. I gotcha. And then his kids end up getting powers and become a superhero team. Okay. Cause so like they're all half siblings. Could have the same dad. Like see, this is a black lady. She's an emo. <laughs> I think he's the old check marks. Hispanic, check. yeah. Check. So he was an equal opportunity fucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so in, in terms of, of a concept, that's why it's a post nuclear family. Okay. It's about Superman. He had kids all over town. I'm probably be much more interested in that. I think one. so, yeah. Because yeah. the art is also way better. Mm. Black and white isn't going to throw me off. Yep. Yeah, so after we do two Marvels, we might do this one. Cause like, this is actually a pretty good book. And, and now that I think about this, next time I go to a convention, I might try to finish this shit up. Because there's only like maybe 25 issues of this. Oh, really? It's like the first six, yeah. It's hard for like the, the independent books to keep going. And like, that's... That was a really good concept for me. All right, so um, I also would give um, that book. Oh, I, I think I already said that, but yeah. So now we have the book picked out for next time. It's going to be Wolverine, Enemy of the State, Volume 1. I think there's only one volume of that. I mean, it's thick enough. <laughs> <laughs> and that one is a mix of great writing and great art. Now, John Romita Jr. isn't for everybody. Some people like his art. Some people hate it. But I love him on certain things. It's a little different. Yeah, I can see it. He drew Superman. And like, Because he he was a guy who was a Marvel guy forever. Because like his dad only worked for Marvel. Like he was second generation. And he only did Marvel books until like 2011 or so. He like left Marvel for DC. And it, and it was big news back then too. Was it really? Mm -hmm. 2011? No oh, shit. Maybe if not 2011 or 15, like one of those two, but n not that long ago, he 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 had, he never worked for any company besides Marvel up until then. No shit. Mm -hmm. But all right, so you'll read that book. We'll talk about it soon. Garrett will probably be back for the November episode of of True Stories Based on Fiction. But until then, I still forgot to sign off. And maybe we'll change it now. You're the new uh, host of this show. But now Brian's gonna be mad. <laughs> 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 but until then, we'll see you, bitches.